Okay, I did something really stupid. Oh, and I need okay. your help. Okay. You do. So, you know that there is flour and then there's cake flour. Yes. So, I'm trying to make some cakes for Mother's Day that I probably should have made today. But again, I, uh, I got distracted uh, painting myself purple. And... Yeah. It's fine, I understand. And then disassociating and ordering fabric swatches. Um, yeah. So, I, I don't have to be <laughs> at my parents until late afternoon tomorrow. So, it's fine. But for these two cake recipes, and again, now that I'm, it's looking very slim that I'm actually going to make two cakes. Yeah, that's fair. But if I was to make two cakes, so the two cakes, it's Sally's uh, best vanilla cake and yes. her, um, oh my God, Sally lemon coconut cake, which is like coconut cake with a lemon curd in the layers. Okay, sounds delicious. Now, actually, it's really things. funny you said that. I was also going to make coconut cake tomorrow. I called because my parents have an outside area, so Tim and I can social distance from my parents. Yeah. Um, so I called my dad a couple days ago, and I was like, what kind of cake does mom like? And he's like, like chocolate cake. And I was like, that doesn't sound right. So I called my mom, and I'm like, what kind of cake do you like? She's like, I like vanilla cake. That's my favorite kind of cake. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I thought I, she likes like strawberry shortcake or like vanilla. She does not like chocolate cake at all. And she also can't eat it because she goes into AFib. Oh, dear if she, God. If she has like chocolate or caffeine and all good chocolate cakes require coffee. So that's completely out of the question. Now, yeah. Sally is a bit more lenient on the vanilla cake. But for the coconut cake, she's like, listen, you have to be really specific. Oh, wait, no, she did say I could use the cake flour substitute. Okay, well, but this is the thing. I got cake flour because this is all they had at the supermarket near me. Because they don't sell. I mean, they have a lot of stuff. They're actually very good about having stock. But they only had self-rising cake flour. Oh, no. So my question is, like, should I use that and just, because it has baking powder and salt already in it, should I just skip when she tells me to put in baking powder and salt, or should I use her cake flour substitute? And also, what am I going to now do with all of this self-rising cake flour? I would, first off, I would actually honestly try popovers. Um, Those, that might be interesting. Uh, second, I would do the substitute because this is, especially because you're making it tomorrow and you aren't giving yourself a lot of time to fuck around with it, which yeah. like, I get it. I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying like, that definitely means we're going to need to do like a cake flour substitute because that's less likely to blow up in your face. It, the worst it might do is change the consistency of the cake somewhat, but not to the point that, um, to the point that it would make it inedible. I'm just so, to make I sure. Do I that. have enough? Oh yeah, I have these two giant bags of all-purpose flour behind me. Okay, we're good. We're good. Everybody, it's okay. Yeah. We're gonna do it. Yeah. Because I was gonna say, if anybody knows, if anybody knows cake flour, it is Ari made me. Did you make me two or three five-layer cakes for my twenty-fifth birthday? Because it was your twenty fifth birthday, so I made two five layer cakes. Because, like in my head, this this well, yeah, times five is twenty five. I was just about to say. <laughs> wait, 
five times, not 25. No, five times five, not five oh, plus five. Like, hold on. <laughs> My logic was there's two of them and there's five layers, so two and five, and it's 25. But that also, yeah, that tracks. Um, and I didn't want to do That's five also beautiful. Because honestly, it was much easier to transport two five-layer cakes than it would be to transport five two-layer cakes. That would be very annoying. <laughs> I thought you were just going to make a ten-layer cake. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, They were... No, one of them had lemon in them. I it was lemon chocolate. And... Um, also... Sorry. I, I think just... the other one was like a party cake. Yeah. A friend of mine, bless their bless them, had a um a sort of they're doing like a good flash episodes rewatch. <laughs> and I know what you're thinking, that's not possible. There are no good flash episodes. But so I was on just sort of just chilling and I caught the end of Revenge of the Rogues, where I'm like, okay, I want to say a few things first and foremost. Number one, Mick has never talked to Amaya like that, so who does he really love more? Number two. Oh my Jesus. god. Fuck you. Um, number two, just fucking Mick being like, because Len is so, I'm like, you're really going to talk to Barry like that? You're really just going to do this like this? Just Mick Rory being like, well, I'm sure glad there are no superheroes in love with me. Where's that music coming from? <laughs> Wait, where is that music coming from? Every time. Every time. And then, of course, at the end of the episode, because um lisa's the one who just because iris moves out so barry i'm sure is like well at least no one is going to come between me and cisco wait where is that music (laughs) coming from from? terrible (laughs) oh my god why would you do this i don't know this week has thankfully been very good for the drama um some you know every time someone insults that lady with the salad name who went after um chris christy chris well, i don't care about that i care about chrissy the fact that talking shit about marie kondo and i'm like chrissy teigen can fucking die she doesn't need my help but i'm sorry you're gonna fucking talk shit about marie kondo like fuck you chrissy teigen doesn't need my help chrissy teigen chrissy knows what she's doing does not need my help i have nothing but contempt for her frankly as a disgustingly wealthy human being that's how I feel about any human being with a disgusting, unnecessarily amount of wealth. But the point is, um, Marie Kondo has not done anything wrong in her fucking life, and actually is the only like self-help cleaning person, quote unquote, who has actually motivated me to clean because it's not the ethos isn't throw out unnecessary shit, and th- by unnecessary shit, I mean everything except the basics. It's very much like, does this make you happy? Keep it, and it's like that is something I actually need as somebody who is staring at like 40 50 figurines and stuffed animals on my desk like that's not even an exaggeration because some of them are really small so it's like listen clearly i don't like minimalism is never going to be my approach here but the key is accepting that and being okay with throwing out what i really and truly doesn't make me happy and i don't need and those two distinctions together was actually like a big thing for me so i love her well you know the only thing is that chrissy teigen's mother is thai and the lady with the the food writer has actually sort of made a name for herself a lot of her cookbooks do like asian food 
where mm-hmm. it's like, mm, you didn't want to think that through before you went after um, two Asian famous people who are Asian. Yeah, where Especially it's like, one who oh. was going to produce your show. Even Johnny's right. son. Oh, right. Sorry, I forgot. Uh, Sahara, I have to tell you quite possibly the worst and also greatest thing I've ever said in my life. Okay, which oh is boy. the fact. I'm not sure if you know this, and this is actually extremely relevant because we're going to be talking about a serial killer this week. Oh, Lord. Um, do you know who Dennis Rader is? Yeah, I do, actually. Okay, so if you're listening, Dennis Rader is the BTK killer. Um, I don't believe God. he got the death penalty. I believe he has a life sentence. And yeah. he likes, for some reason, and I don't remember how this was found out, but he really enjoys Johnny Sun's tweets. His lawyer will print out Johnny's tweets and send them to him, and he will highlight the ones that he likes. Okay, first oh, off, I didn't, I didn't know that, because we've talked about this, obviously, because this is a running yeah. joke between the two of us, to give you an idea of our sense of humor. But, like, I didn't, I missed the part where he highlights the tweets that he liked, and somehow that's fucking sending me. But so, another literally, because Johnny's son said the tweet, like, hey, why don't you not go after Asian women if your whole thing is about cooking Asian food? And I literally said, Dennis Rader is just going to get this in the fucking mail and see that Johnny said is coming for someone and be like, uh-oh, sisters. <laughs> oh, no. I just, I just, I mean, there's nothing I don't, like, listen, there is something so fucking funny about highlighting tweets that you like and you are um either serving life or on death row and i'm not googling him to chat and I'm you are dennis fucking raider you dennis fucking <laughs> oh, okay actually that reminds me of something semi-unrelated but by far one of the funniest fucking parts of mindhunter which is not a show that should have comedy but they kept doing do you remember how we make jokes about how the post had like a marvel sequel hook with like fucking yeah. watergate yeah. Yes, they yes, did that. I remember that. It's my favorite joke in the world. But they did that with um, fucking BTK. That's set in the 70s. And that was when he was actually killing, even though he didn't get caught until like 2000. Like, I, rem- I thought he was like, Major I thought things he was like, happen in real life are not sequel hooks. But it was like so every episode, and it took me a couple of episodes to put it together. I don't remember what specifically made it click for me, but I remember just looking at and going, Oh my fucking god, they are foreshadowing the fact that BTK is killing right now at this moment, and like no one is stopping him, obviously. And I'm just like, Holy shit! Nobody wants to think that. Like, I mean, it's an like, I. Yeah, on bended knee, knee uh, with faded breath, I say, let us go into the fucking episode. Yeah. let's do it okay so we actually didn't we didn't need to think of a title for this week's episode we actually came up with one already no Uh, which always never happens this week's episode what was it the 10th episode of the fifth season yes 10th episode of the fifth season called girls with the long hair (laughs) (laughs) oh my god here's the thing is because we post we can post summaries of the episodes with our episode right we just yeah. post oh hey eric's in my campsite i mean i don't want him there's other lazies i want more but he's cute um okay so i cannot stress this enough 
that fucking anon that you got that was like okay so here's how the next episode of legends review is gonna go that should be our summary all right yeah <laughs> let me read that out loud really That's quickly good. please do um it was absolutely <laughs> brutal i did nothing to deserve oh it <laughs> and then you asked what did you do maybe we do a little listen to you know <laughs> Uh, the, I need to know who okay, on the cast next week. So this week on Legends in Review, something off topic for twenty minutes. Maybe some talk about Charlie and Zari. Then the rest is dedicated to Berkowitz. Um, how long have we been talking about BTK again? Anyone first of all, that? first of all, how dare you? Second of all, <laughs> I have many interests. Um, second of all, oh, that's the wrong Photoshop button. Okay. So <laughs> let's let's really, you know, Ari and I have listened to enough true crime podcasts that let's let's explain a couple things about the episode. Okay. Uh why we picked the title Girls with the Long Hair. Yeah, that uh, ended up stuff like that. Now I know a lot of true crime podcasts have gotten clocked for um not well not a lot have gotten clocked for not Being properly like citing their sources. Yeah. So our sources are, interestingly enough, um, my literal parents, who were yeah. alive at that time, yeah. and uh, just general readings and that one documentary about how the cops yeah, absolutely the, were incapable of catching the fucking son of Sam. Yeah, and there was there was another one we watched when we were together. It was ages ago, but I remember it, and I don't remember the name of it. I'm sorry. But I do remember that part where, like, the lady, they were talking about how, like, a psychic basically, like, called the cops with a dream she had that we were, like, actually, that ended up being weirdly prescient, but there was, like, nothing. Like, she actually, I mean, obviously, I know it didn't, it wasn't, like, a purposeful prediction, but she, like, got some details about the next killing, right? Then they just never fucking followed, like, they didn't catch him in time. And I have to find that documentary again, because it was so batshit. And I just remember the both of us watching and going, huh. Maybe, maybe the psychic lady was onto something. Well, that doesn't seem correct, but I don't know enough about being a psychic. I don't know to enough about it. being psychic to, so yeah. Um. um so, okay, so okay. in the okay, I actually am gonna Google it because I don't want to get my year wrong. Yes. We're gonna start this episode because we must uh, with a summary. Of the son, son of Sam, because this week's Legends episode, actually, wait, hold on. There's a lot of things that have to that have to happen here. Number one, this week's episode was a bottle episode because we have no money. We have We're no money. money. We're out of money. So we everybody has to be stuck on the time. ship. Everybody has to be stuck on the fucking ship. The way we do this is that Charlie cannot use the loom correctly. Does Charlie have any emotions about being able to use the loom correctly? No, because if we gave Charlie any time, then we wouldn't be able to give Sarah as much time as she needs. We'll get into that. Mm -hmm. What happens is that Gary has an emotional support animal. And this emotional support animal is, I mean, they don't actually use the name of the that uh, Berkowitz said the dog had. I believe it's called. he's called the son of Sam because the dog was supposed to be... Um, let me look. Now I'm don't, on Wikipedia. Yeah, I don't remember if the dog's name was actually Sam or not, but I know it was I like a black lab. The, it was a black lab, I believe. Yeah, the dog actually was named Sam. Oh, shit. 
Um, I believe he related Sam to some other demon. Um, regardless of what the name was. Well, okay. So they're like, wait a second. This is the son of Sam's demon dog. And you're probably Finally, sitting yeah. at home going, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. And and we're here to tell you. And now we're here to tell you. What the fuck? Do, 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 that, do, that was, I, do, my, do, do, my do, arc do. on this episode can be summed up as, ugh, why are they fucking doing emotional support animal jokes? It's 2020. Shut the fuck up. It's so fucking obnoxious and unnecessary. And I hate it. Is that it. the son of Sam's dog? Yeah, and then going, wait, sorry, they're what? Because, like, I want to bring up something fundamental to, I think, our, I think listeners need to know about how we approach this episode. Is like, if you're a longtime listener, first off, sorry. Second off, um, <laughs> you when we were doing, like, back when it was, like, via Grodd, and we were like, oh, no, we had, like, a month to marinate and ruminate and panic over Viet Grodd. Like, we were like, this is going to be a fucking nightmare. And, like, Obama's there. It was a different episode. But, like, overall, we had time to panic when Legends dropped bad episodes on us. Mm-hmm. Or what episode we thought were going to suck on us. And then the Vietnam episode happened. And we were like, oh, okay. Like, we... We instead use the Vietnam episode to never talk about our parents. Not to talk around things to an almost fascinating degree. That being said, this look episode... Look at that, uh, fucking psych Good luck with that, psych students. <laughs> but, like, good... Um, This episode just fucking... There was no promo, or at least no promo I saw, of, yeah. like, them teasing the son of Sam's dog being the fucking antagonist. Literally the only thing I got was that Gary's dog, in, like, one press release interview with Adam, they're like, Gary's dog might be more than he seems. And I'm like, okay, so obviously something's going to be up with the dog. Never in my life could I have anticipated what the no, fuck would be No, because I'm thinking... I I'm like, yeah, it could be a never in my or I thought wildest it was like another dream. werewolf. Mm-hmm. No, never. Like, how the fuck... Like, it was, I think, part of the reason we flipped out that much is, like, if they had... We were... Like, if we'd been preparing for a Son of Sam episode, maybe our reaction would have been different. But to have the Son of Sam's dog, who looks like the fucking Billy Joel oh, dog God. from Oliver yeah. and yeah, Company, show up with, like, a New York accent rough. inexplicably for, like, five minutes, which is just giving me fucking agita thinking about it. Like, it was very agita-worthy. It was so bad. I, I, every day of my life is a fucking horror. Um, like, it's also it's, just incredibly unnecessary. Like, they could have done well, it without the part. Well, let's find you. I'm not complaining, although I will agree. Um, I think it's like, I was actually positing, do you remember back at the start, at the end of last season, when we saw the coins and they were like, Genghis Khan. Julius Caesar, I think. And then they had John Wayne Gacy. Oh, Caligula, who we still haven't seen but might see. And John Wayne Gacy. Yes. And they might they might end up folding. My my first thought is is now that I'm thinking about they might fold Caligula into Dionysus, where they're just gonna do everything they would have done with a Caligula plot line with Dionysus instead. Um, Mm. because they're leaning heavily into Greek myth at the end of the season. Um, but I think this was their compromise between because somebody must someone must have gone you cannot bring, bring that, that in, in the right. 10 feet someone? within the studio about john wayne gacy 
So they went, okay, fine. Well, we're going to do, well, we want to do something else. And we already did a made up serial killer and that was fine. So let us use like something was serial it? killer adjacent. And let me ask you, was it? Like, no. no one, you know, no one boycotted the show. Nobody freaked the fuck out. Nobody was like, people would know. have to know what the show is to boycott it. So I guess yeah, we're I mean, I'm, like, I'm a little like, let's get, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I don't think anyone cares enough to boycott, but. So that was kind of their trial balloon. And they were like, okay, well, if we can't get Gacy, we want to do something else. And they were like, well, what's something famous? Like, there's not a lot of actual iconography that wouldn't, because here's the thing. The other iconography I can think of is I'm like, well, you could do Ed Gein's nipple belt. But like, if you guys, if you guys don't, if you guys don't want John Wayne Gacy on your show, they are not getting away with an Ed Gein reference. So it's kind of like, okay. It's a really tall one, right? Oh, that's Ed Kemper. Ed Kemper. Okay, really I'm so sorry because I was going to say we can't do the really oh, tall no, one. Fine. Brandon isn't here to play him. <laughs> oh God! Oh my stop. God! Guy, the guy who played Ed Kemper in Mindhunter. I mean, this was general consensus, but I cannot. Like, he knocked it out of the fucking park. He was so like frighteningly compelling. But like, Ed Gein is also weird because he's before there. There was sort of a spike in serial killings in like through the late. 60s into the mid 80s and that was when we got most of the big american serial killers or like the ones that we think of but ed gein was like the early 1900s he was like 1908 i think so he's like a weird outlier but because of how fucking bizarre and brutal his was ed I have to an that, but he, didn't, he only killed like two people it's just that he grave grave robbed a robe that's not right he stole so many he fucking exhumed. corpses he, he he exhumed so many fucking bodies and made such horrible shit with them that it's like we up his body count mentally because duh um so that ca- that tracks for me okay yeah, that tracks. So we got, we got so basically son of sam's dog was about i think the closest they could get without getting too grotesque for network television i think all right so let's let me explain a couple let me explain um in the summer well, not even in the summer. The year is, oh my God. Ba, 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 ba. When did this fucking start? Oh God. Okay, so he started actually in 1975, but the summer of Sam is 1976. Okay. The son of Sam is actually a man named David Berkowitz who currently resides at a prison for with a life sentence in upstate New York, who committed crimes because, as we mentioned, his neighbor had a black Labrador named Sam who would keep uh, barking all the time. And he's like, okay, that dog is definitely telling me to murder people. Except, and you know, we'll, I'll, I'll get into the except in just a second. Yes. Someone on this show is a big true crime person. Pat- for criminal minds has to be because here's the thing we had a son of sam last season when that dog was barking at ray that was a black dog where we i thought was like, maybe pushing it but now with this it's like oh no it wasn't it was like okay so that was deliberate and you guys have been gunning for for berkowitz for some time yeah um and so essentially what got him caught is there was a woman who did parking meter fines and the woman who kept complaining, this guy keeps trying to kill my dog. And the two of them put their brain cells together and were like, wait Shit. a second. 
Um, that's, I think, what's actually very interesting about the case is that um, women, it's, 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 it's the serial killer equivalent of Al Capone on tax evasion. Yep. You, you got the son of Sam on an unpaid parking ticket, like, because of a like civil complaint. And like, there is something kind of beautiful, given that he, you know, given the thing I know you're going to want to talk about, that it yeah. was two women that caught him. Yep. So I'm not going to go into, you know, he he killed, I believe, seven people and permanently wounded um, two others. One is paraplegic, one was blinded in one of their eyes. Um, overall, bad dude. Yeah, uh, general. Although now he wants people to call him the son of hope because he was, a, he says he's a messianic no. Jew, that he found what? Christ in prison, that he <laughs> apologizes for his crimes. And he actually, no, this is actually dead serious. A lot of the other no. inmates the at the prison defer to him for prayer. <laughs> uh, last time he was up for parole was 2016. He was, of course, denied parole. Oh we'll God. see what happens in the next few years. Um, oh personal God. connections, personal connections. This is what everybody wants. Oh um, okay. God. In 1976, my dad was 16 and my mom was 13. They did not know each other at the time. Um, no, no further, no previous contact. Um, and my dad, essentially, he would go on bike trips over like which is when you um go you take your own bicycle and you essentially bike up from like new york to like maine and it takes a few days and you stay at hotels and stuff and you have like chaperones and 76 is the worst thing in the world incidentally yeah, it it does, like right? um, i like exercise but still and what happened is there were a lot of people, a lot of young women on that tour who were not suited for it at all because their parents were like, mm, you have to leave the city. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Because this was something that, like, every single person was afraid of. Um, Sam actually lived in an apartment complex in, I believe, Mount Vernon. Um, I don't know which building. But I grew up in a suburb of Westchester County where someone like Sam would frequent. And uh, I, I know that I probably didn't live that far from his building. I mean, I'm not going to. I mean, I guess I would. Ari and I, right now, we can't go looking for it. I think we tried once, actually. Listen, that's not what we matters. Like, we oh, my Lanta. Your parents. We were like, Tim, 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 can we go this way? Because we have to see if we can drive past this where the son of Sam is like, like, cause, you know. You know, we're the uh, monsters. Uh, so. What is so crucial about the son of Sam and his case is, and it's really, really relevant today. And Legends has been treading this line a lot this season in ways that have started making me very uncomfortable and that I'm extremely mm -hmm. unhappy with. I don't love that. David Berkowitz himself has said, I was, I didn't actually, the dog didn't make me do it. I was mad because girls didn't want to date me. So I wanted to take it out on girls and the guys that they actually were dating because I was angry. Mm -hmm. And so for them to be like, no, but actually, but he was wrong. And it was the dog. It's really screwed up. Where I'm like, what yeah, is the don't policy? 
what is the policy for writing David Berkowitz in prison? What is the statute? Well, that was our first thing you were talking about. We are like, hey, do we want to... I Because <laughs> like, he's not dead. No, he's not. He's not even dead. It's not even like a Ted Bundy. We're like, yeah, he's in hell. You can do whatever you want there. I just... It... <laughs> I just want to talk. That's all I want to do. Mm -hmm. I said, I think it's the one who wrote for Criminal Minds. Only explanation that I have. I mean, we just, so there's just a couple. So let's go into why we called the episode Girls with the Long Hair, which is that <laughs> um, Sam said specifically that the dog told him to go after girls. And he wrote, I believe, one of his taunting letters to the police was that he wants to kill girls who have long hair. That might have been the kind of woman that David Berkowitz was interested in and wanted to seek revenge on specifically, but in an episode of The Venture Brothers in season two, they do a riff on um, the Scooby-Doo gang where the dog, only Shaggy can hear the dog, and he's like this horrible, evil dog that keeps telling him like no you are the voice chosen by the master <laughs> and at some point just this complete throwaway line ari and i have watched that episode like three times and we didn't notice yeah, it until that one, one point of the best of the first two seasons so abrupt and grim and like isolated everyone's in the compound like the whole time yeah and the b plot is like brock grappling with basically murdering a man in cold blood who was like trying to run away and like but she does all the time he gets over he does all the time, but like is like disturbed by this version of it this like specific incident because he's like because he says and i it stuck with me because he's like if i let him go like he would have run and he would have never come back but i didn't let him go it was just like oh holy shit like that was like the point where it's like oh we're doing something here we're doing something fun here we're going like character directions that's cool and like no one else leaves. I mean, I don't even think Brock leaves the compound because he goes to Dr. Orpheus's place and Orpheus is in the compound. So it's, an, it's, course, like, it's a bottle. It's also a bottle episode. Of course, there's a part where Orpheus, Orpheus, Dr. Orpheus and the Venture Brothers is Stephen. He's just Stephen Strange. Stephen Strange. And he, and he keeps, he gets this mail and he's just like, I don't, he just starts screaming like, who is Ronald Smith and why does he keep sending me junk mail? It's like very... Yeah, it, it the tone bounces around somewhat, but it is like definitely one of it, it's weird to call something that's animated a bottle mm -hmm. episode because it doesn't quite work the same way. But it's mm -hmm. definitely like an episode that's very self-contained and like introspective. And this was a bottle episode, but I would it it, it was missing a lot of the introspection that I think is a good way to use a bottle episode. Yeah. So yeah, this episode was a delight for being completely batshit in ways we were not anticipating, but it really dropped the ball on, I think, what I would personally consider the best utilization of a bottle episode, which is letting characters reflect on themselves or the plot or their relationships or what have you. So hmm. one of the things about the episode that is very upsetting is that the Venture Brothers takes place in the Hanna-Barbera universe. So, like, Johnny Quest is there. He's just there. And just they, there. Um, they actually call him Johnny Quest the first time he shows up. And then I think someone was they like... Got, they got, they got, race, they were weird on that one where they let them have Race Bannon, who was like Johnny Quest's mentor, I think. 
let them have Bryce Bannon, who I think was supposed to be like Johnny Quest's Brock Samson. I, mm-hmm. I don't really know that much. But ask Jake. Um, Never I, seen a single Disney movie. Only grew up watching Johnny Quest. Oh, heartbreaking. <laughs> but like, so they let them use that. And I remember I have, I'm literally, my laptop is prepped up on the art book I have and like the making of book of the Venture Brothers right now as we're having this podcast. So I do remember because Doc and Jackson went, we kind of asked him as a joke and we didn't think that we were going to get to use him. And then they're like, yeah, sure. Who, who gives a fuck? And then I guess after they saw what they did with him, they were like, hmm, maybe we're not going to let them have one twist. Never mind. <laughs> then eventually they did give in and then they let them use actual Hanna-Barbera characters. Yeah, they have a ton of Hanna-Barbera characters. And uh, so as the sh- series goes on, they get, um, they're one of the few shows that as the series goes on, they increase their lore instead of constantly like changing it. Retconning or it, yes. Retconning it, which I, legends cannot relate. But we find out in a later season that like the Scooby-Doo characters are real. Like they all hung out with them because Dr. Venture is in a um, like recovery group for former boy adventurer. So it's like him um the hardy bro the the hardy boys mm-hmm. um and they're just talking about them and like of course like which members of mystery inc they slept with because this show is so fucking wild yeah. but what that means is that in season two when we see these weird scooby-doo imitation people instead of that retconning them and being like oh well how could the mystery inc actually exist if these people were here it means that they were literal crazy people who were just impersonating mystery inc yeah it's not and it kind of it adds a new sort of disquieting like it makes it creepier because it's like like grimdark parodies of innocent stuff is literally like 95% of Adult Swim's Ovoir and the other percent is like anime that they dub weirdly. Um, mm-hmm. And we're not going to go into that. Um, <laughs> literally. <laughs> I mean, like, there was the Adult Swim CEO, like the guy in charge for like the better part of the 2010s fucking hated anime. And that was why for like, that's why we got rid of Toonami. That's why a bunch of anime stopped airing for like the chunk of the 2010s, except for like Cowboy Bebop, I think, because they all universally I beloved. Mean, that re-airs on the Dull Swim like once every two years, start to finish. Like it's just the only one that really escaped that. We don't have time for this. Anyway, so <laughs> that's just Adult Swim. Like Moral Oral is just David and David and Goliath. And like, like they just this is just what they fucking do. So that would have been like weird, but not surprising given what you know adult swim series do but the fact that they added the extra layer of like no mystery inc is real in this series makes it creepier because it's now it's not just we did an edgy parody of scooby-doo it's our universe is such that there are people who are obsessed with like the mystery incorporated gang to the point of like going completely off the hinges and killing them like lunatics and like hell yeah really fucking creepy but like hell yeah like that's a really cool like that extra layer is what we're talking about when it comes to you know using episodes that you get to build on the previous episodes that you already created and that being said here's how legends of tomorrow <laughs> managed not to do that oh god <laughs> Um, I know people probably want us to talk about the son of Sam Moore, and I'm sure we'll just blurt out shit about him randomly. Yeah, we're gonna. Episode. It's more. I want it to organically happen. Oh right, I did immediately call Ari and go. Does that mean the Patsy Ramsey episode is still on? 
ass. And I started screaming because what the fuck else am and I supposed honestly, to do? Honestly, I would say maybe. I mean, it's one of those things where I'm like, now we can't rule it out. And fuck you guys for that. Um, we do this. So maybe they tapped your homes. Maybe they tapped my home. I mean, yeah. I mean I'm sorry to them. Yeah, listen, <laughs> that's a you problem, my guys. That is that is so, so, so a you problem. I don't want to read any more JoJo's erotic fan fiction, but I can't stop. <laughs> what? What have I done? I'm just sitting here cycling my campsite villages and I'm getting put on blast. <laughs> I'm not saying you're, I love reading your JoJo's erotic fan fiction. I mean, the Legends of Tomorrow intern that has to fucking read it as part of their job if they bug their home. Um, question mark. You guys remember what the episode was where uh, Ray is yelled at by the dog? Because I'm doing some Googling. Yes, I do. It is the um, episode right before he fully becomes Malice. So it is... Um, hold on. I actually have a gift set of it if you'd like to see it. Oh, fuck yes. Uh, no, it's because so Mark Bruner is the dude who wasn't coming on lines. And he co-wrote this episode with uh, James Egan. So if Mark also wrote that episode, then it would let me get you an episode like. list. Actually, you know what? I will look for. I will look at it on Wikipedia right now. Legends of Tomorrow episode. <laughs> then I can be like, it is. I mean, I mean, honestly, can I just mention uh, Joan Rivers? Satan rest her soul. That's what she'd want me to say. Um, I think I got her book when I like. She had an auto bio that I read when I was a bit younger, and. Her dedication, no, the people who wrote the, it's called, it was The Eggplant, The Witch, and The Wardrobe. The people who wrote that one are Morgan Faust and Daphne Miles. Mm, interesting. So I guess it's just multiple people on the show who have a thing for Um, Because, like, we had, I mean, that's the thing is they keep trying to cram it in places where it's, like, Ava's, like, fucking true crime comedy podcast. Like, fuck you guys. Right. Um, right. F the f-word murder ava's show the f-word murder mystery show no they can't say that because that that oh, would get them. that would oh, that's too close. way too close um i like they do keep sort of poking and pushing in weird ways and that's why i do that's why i'm kind of holding on to my theory that this was their like okay well fine well we can't do john wayne gacy but like we're we we want like could have done the bowling league in the bowling league still would have been funny i'm also surprised they didn't go like and i think they wanted to do a real one because i'm like otherwise you could have just done like a killer clown like you wouldn't have had to do gacy you could have just said oh we want to do something like it and they probably would have been like yeah whatever but they i think must they must have put their foot down about doing a real I think if we get Tim curry in a good mood we could have gotten him can't afford that uh, Maybe he's I, feeling charitable. I don't know though, because Tim Curry was in a lot of like direct to VHS Don Bluth films. No disrespect to Tim Curry, because it's like, well, I was watching them, so really, who's to who's to say? It's like but Billy do... Zane said he just likes to be on interesting things. That's why yeah, he was. In I, I would argue. <laughs> I would argue, there. given what Tim Curry's career has consisted of post Rocky Horror, um. Legends would have totally been. I just, I wonder, like, I, I, I don't know if it's a scheduling conflict. I don't know, but I would absolutely fucking love for them to get Tim Curry on the show somehow. Um, even if he was like um, voicing somebody, that would be so fucking cool. Uh, I don't like people yeah. with disabilities, so I don't know about that. Hey, what do you mean? Tim Curry uses a wheelchair now because he had a stroke I in 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So like probably a joke at Legends, but also like they genuinely but speaking of your comment about the therapy dog, at least Nate oh was like, God. no, he has the letter and that's it. What? I appreciated that. And let me let oh, me had a fucking stroke on me. <laughs> I feel like we should have been paying attention. Because I follow, like, I'm just like, I feel like one of my friends, like, I'm not the only gay person. I obviously, I'm like, someone <laughs> must also, like, I just, most of us, like, I, I assume most, because I follow a bunch of other gay, like, ex theater kids. One of us had to have, like, what the fuck? God. Uh, but it was so also 2012. But 2012 was a, was a very intense year. So, I mean, yeah, to be, to be, yeah, everything, everything is bad. So, um, yeah, okay, right. fair enough. So, oh, yeah. So, just. Oh, Johnny Quest, where were we? All right. So, we're going to talk, talk about some of the problems that they had this episode that are that were kind of obvious in in not so great ways. Because, like, for example, um, this is one of those things where, and they did this with the fucking serial killer kid too, where they're like, well, maybe if we can get people to stop bullying him, he'll be a good person. And I'm like, that's not why people get killed. I'm like, they get killed. And I think I even said this in the episode mm-hmm. about this kid. I said the son of Sam himself was like, no, I just, w- girls didn't like me and I was mad about it. Yeah. It, it's like, it is weird. Like, it is, as much as it's funny and crazy, it is like, it's like, honestly, you guys should have just gone with the fucking nipple belt. Because, like, Ed Gein's dead. Ed Gein's long dead. But, like, people who survived the son of Sam are still Here, alive. alive. So maybe, I mean, again, odds are low that they are going to watch this episode of Legends. But the point is, is like, this is, I remember back when we saw the John Wayne Gacy coin, I'm pretty sure we discussed either on the podcast or between ourselves, like the weird lines of like, when do you, like, when is it acceptable to start doing fictionalized, like inserting real life serial killers into fictionalized narratives? um where it's like we can't do this like the fucking fate series where we just fucking do like a reincarnation of ted bundy but he's like a 16 year old on a fucking halter top or whatever the fuck fate does like I, what the fuck what <laughs> what there's the fucking anime series that like i don't actually know that much about i just have friends who watch it and they tried to make me watch it and i, I still I, don't really know and again this is i've i've read like up to steel ball run like i can i can handle weird narratives but like yeah. from what i can tell it's like a bunch of wizards summon like historical figures so like thomas edison is like a tiger furry or like tesla like he's just oh, like a Lord. giant tiger that throws lightning bolts, like in, like shit like that. Where it's like, okay, can do that to Thomas Edison because Thomas Edison's been dead for a long time. But like doing it to someone like David Berkowitz, who's a still alive and has b has victims who are still alive, would be weird. Even if it wasn't in such a bizarre context as like this weird titty fight for the Holy Grail or whatever the fuck's going on. Like it's weird, and so. It's like, you guys should have stuck with the nipple belt, I think, maybe. Okay, if you say nipple belt one more time, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's no more because every time I hear that word, I just think of Gary and it stresses me out. Okay, I, well, and then that, you know what? Honestly, that would have been a hell of a callback, though. 
cannot fucking tell me that they, that would not be a hell of a callback if they were like Gary got a whole belt of nipples from hell and is now possessed by the ghost of Eddie. <laughs> that would have been amazing. You know what? First of all, greatest <laughs> see, and every time the legends has the has the ability to be great. <laughs> Um, so another thing about this episode, and I think when we talk about this, we can also talk about another thing, Legends, because here's the thing, I actually did really enjoy this episode. It was very fun, and we did get a decent yeah. amount of Charlie and a decent amount of Zari, and a decent amount of Astro, which is hard to get in Legends, it seems. Yeah. My issue is that, um, let, sorry, I feel like I'm going absolutely insane. All the time. Um, I definitely, yeah. My issue is that first and foremost, I think it is so tasteless of Legends to be like, this is a season about Charlie, about like Charlie and Astra and Zari. And then just be like, Sarah, John, Sarah, John, Sarah, Sarah, John. I like that rhyme. It was good. I completely agree. I'm over it. I'm, I'm very much, I'm like, they get enough. Enough. Just it's just us going enough. Enough. It feels like because Sarah, Sarah, good lord, because Katie directed and was out for two episodes, they were like, well, in the back half, we're just gonna give you all of the seeds. She doesn't like, first of all, I don't know why you think Matt Murdock's gonna not sue us. He's a lawyer, that's his job. <laughs> yeah. Fair, listen, if Matt Murdock has not sued the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for technically being part of his backstory. Uh, I think we're good. I think about that every goddamn day. I think about it every fucking day of my life. It is so incredibly amazing. Um, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> the crucial oh, part God. of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles backstory is that the accident that created Daredevil is also the accident that created the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Or teenagers at the time, they were baby turtles, but like, it's the, yeah, made, there that's, we go. that's what made them the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Absolutely. I'm I'm in complete fucking agony. Um oh yeah. Welcome to hell. Welcome to hell. Welcome to hell. The fact that Sarah right now is like blind blind. Where I'm like, hey, how no, many times how many times do people with disabilities have to say, This is my life, it's not a fucking tragedy. Don't use someone who is able-bodied becoming this as like a tragic narrative. I, it, it's Okay, so as somebody Hello? who's like, I'm not blind, but I am like really, I'm pretty significantly hard of hearing, um, in a way that's like it's kind of invisible. Where it's like if I'm working like at it, like I I can usually hear stuff, but like in loud, in any environment that isn't like dead silent, it's usually a struggle. But um, at this is something I think about a lot, um, in terms of like disability narratives, and it. I think it frustrates it would frustrate there's no good way for them to do this which is what drives me crazy because it's like if they make Sarah permanently blind it doesn't matter because they're still giving her like I think most of our listeners have watched Avatar The Last Airbender I have to assume um and I'm assuming that most of you know who Toph Beifong is and Toph Beifong is a really good example of like somebody who utilizes and it is also blindness, so it's a good point of comparison, where it's like, her disability allows her unique angles of approaching solutions, but does not place 
or sort of frayed off where there's not blindness doesn't make her good at earthbending. It helps her improve, but she learns earthbending like it's sort of independently of being blind. Like she was struck blind and from there was given the ability to earthbend because she was blind. Right. She was blind right. and she That's learned how to earthbend. And there were points in the show where they made note of the fact that like her blindness impacted her in ways that weren't ending related where it's like there would be points where they would try to show her something on a piece of paper and she would go yeah i'm sure that looks great but i'm fine so i wouldn't know or um you know they'll be like oh it's really dark in here she'd be like that doesn't really make any difference to me because i'm blind oh no what a nightmare oh no like and that was really good because like it wasn't wasn't making fun of her it wasn't making her the butt of the joke it wasn't like being like it was yeah it was just like all right well she's blind like she did some things better because of it and she had unique problems that might not you know come up in other situations because of it and it was more complicated than just like blindness as a superpower like it wasn't it was pretty good and like she got think unique advantages from it but also unique disadvantages because disability the concept of being disabled is not in and of itself a superpower um it's not something that's uniquely horrible is incredibly problematic isn't it it's 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 like it's like i cannot believe i have to explain this it's pretty simple but like it's not i'm not saying that disability is miserable and doesn't come with its own advantage like there there are there are good things and bad things about being disabled the same as not being disabled but like it was it's frustrating because i know in my head i'm like they think they're so fucking smart because this is like a tiresias thing they're like oh ho, look at us we're we're talking about classic greek myth and like and and this, the, the blind prophet guy and it's like fuck you yeah. first of all the only they blind prophet i know is one in red dead redemption who tells me that death is coming for me and that i'm going to be betrayed <laughs> also like that's that's like that's a little more i mean that's still a little like oh god here we go he's blind but he can really see and like yeah that's a little exhausting but it's less it's less frustrating for me personally obviously i'm not asking everyone to agree with this it is but like then sarah getting this thing it happened to her because obviously first off everybody oh shit tangy's in my campsite congratulations i mean i don't here's the problem is like i already have two peppy villagers I, I just, okay, okay wait, I wait, wait this is serious this is serious this is serious well because she's like a fucking she's like a big deal so i'm gonna save and because if it's like if i move her in and replace one of my like one of my job like my jock villager no, I I meant Sarah, Sarah, I meant the disability narrative is serious oh wow okay that's on me um, so my thing is like we know it's not gonna be permanent because i saw like there's the promo of the next episode and her eyes are completely normal and maybe it's just because this is something they're editing and post, but it's almost like maybe you shouldn't have fucking done this if disability was an aesthetic that you had to put on instead of the lived reality of the actor playing the character. Ice. I mean, here's some. Oh, go ahead, please. Thought. It just frustrates me because this is not just a Legends problem. It's every yeah. single damn series on the CW, especially DCTV. They all treat disability. First of all. Huh. Remember when Felicity was in a wheelchair? 
Yes. And I was going to say that that arc is absolutely garbage because the whole premise of that arc is Felicity's in a wheelchair, but then she gets up to break up with Oliver and it's supposed to be like a, oh my gosh, me moment. Galanti yeah. and his production company have never cast anyone disabled for any of these damn shows. Lena Luther in one of her... Is like, supposed to be in a wheelchair, which is like not yeah. great. Like the villain being in a wheelchair, not not a particularly great look. Yeah, but not, like, not great. But like stiff. But also, they still pick the able version of her over what they could have done. Not that I trust super yeah. girls writers to do it well either. And then there's In the Dark, which literally the freaking showrunner was like, "Yeah, we cat, we like had some um, blind people audition, but they weren't good enough." So this whole damn network constantly puts their foot in their mouth when it comes to disability, and it's like you can do Sarah having the future without having to go blind. It's not that hard. I it just, just really I mean, frustrating because like I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to generalize people that are, you know, big, big fans of like Sarah and stuff. But I just think that the it's being lost because it's like I think they're kind of using Ava being very doting on Sarah. Like they're using it very intelligently because then fans who are into that relationship are like, oh my gosh, like look at her doting on her, and like it's so sad that she can't see her eyes or she might never be able to see her girlfriend again. But I'm like, hey. Uh... There are people who are hard of seeing that are on this literal website that are going to see yep. you say that. Yeah. Every time you realize... talk about disability that way, someone who is disabled is going to see that. You, you have friends with disabilities as like, I mean, I that, I don't really want to talk about I don't want to talk about mine because it's very um, weird and personal. But I think it's like, how do you have a writer's room of like 13 realize... people? What the hell? Hold on, go back. No, wait a sec. Is that like really a? T I mean, I guess I should be like. Oh yeah. I didn't... Oh, I can't believe he's ever gonna see her girlfriend again. But guys, yeah, because you said that, and I was like, right, that is a thing. Like they were like having Sarah get led around, like she's like, she's like fucking dying, or like her muscles have atrophied. And it's like, dude. But the whole premise of Sarah's character is that she literally, and she does say it, she said that I freaking train, and so it's not like she can't use her other senses, which yeah, is what she does later. First off, the fact that they're trying, like, it's like, okay, then why make her, you're gonna, like, there's no way to do this correctly. And then that's not even necessarily, like, every option they chose was wrong because the only winning move is not to fucking play. Like, don't do this. Because there's no good way to do it. Because either you hand wave it away and make it a non-issue because she trained with a blindfold on so she can just do whatever. And so nothing fundamentally changes. But that's bad because it's like, well, that's not really the list. It was training. Yes. It was yes. all... And it's like, it's like you do it that way and it's like, okay, well, then it does just... And then you're just treating disability like an aesthetic, which they already end up kind of doing anyway and like, fuck you. But like... Then the other, the other, and then they managed to do both of them because they have that. And then they're like, okay, well, what if we have Ava, Ava lead her around like she's like a fucking, like, like she's like a two-week-old puppy who, like, doesn't have working fucking legs. And, like, it's, you can't have both. And, again, this is disability as aesthetic, not, like, in any way realistically grounded in any sort of material reality of disabled people. And, you know, it, it's very, it's, it's not only is it just it. kind of like, why are you doing this? It's also like, okay, so we're completely taking away Charlie's narrative from, of her own family so that we can focus on Sarah having disability as an aesthetic. I'm also like, why do you guys yeah. keep doing this to Katie? Why do you keep, why do you keep doing? 
Y'all, first you first made her the white canary. Now you're doing. I'm like, you guys just want her to get hated. Like, I mean, we are at the point where it's like, why is she part of what should be Charlie's narrative? Because nobody else is being. I I know, I know. I'm all right. Fair enough. But like, what I mean is, is like, she's getting shoehorned in in a way that like nobody else is to the point of where I'm like, Legends is at its best when it's an ensemble show, and they're weird. Like, it's literally, there's no other reason except for being racist that they would make Katie so directly sort of the main character of this plot. Because it's like, well, we can't have Charlie being the focus because she's not the main. And it's like, well, why isn't she the main TM? And they're like, well, because on specific excuse. And then just like throw a smoke bomb and run away. It's infuriating. It's like, well, you sure fucking set her up. Because she's the first lead. I just sometimes I just really wonder if it has to do with her being the first lead now that uh, Brandon's out. Yes, because Dominic does not. I think the original she's the only original actor left apart from Dom, and Dominic probably does not want to be the face of the franchise. <laughs> so I get that to an extent. It's like because Legends was doing so well up until this season, sort of. And not like super, but they were doing better than this at juggling everyone's plot lines and not really making anyone, not making anyone in any specific plot feel like they were overtaking it in a way that they shouldn't be. Like there was never a point in any other part of the season where I was like, this person is involved in unnecessary amount in character B's plot season. It didn't really happen. They blend it together better. But because I think they're trying to push her hard as like the 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 Barry or the Oliver's dead now. Um, <laughs> the Barry of this franchise. There's no one, you know. But like they're trying to make her the face of the franchise in a way that, like, I mean, they don't have they, to try. She is the. That's my problem. You don't have to try. She is the face of the franchise. You don't. You are yeah. weakening yourselves by not letting other people shine. And I'm just getting very frustrated. People being like, "Well, when are Ava Lance going to have more scenes together?" Where I'm like, "What do you need? I have plenty. Fuck off." Really well. No, like they literally have, so Charlie isn't going to get, like, Charlie and, I mean, even Nate, who's fucking Bayrod's, they were Bayrod's best friends. And they don't get to react to him being dead? Astra just walks out of hell, and John is like, wow, I'm glad you're here. And we don't get to hear her side, or maybe why she was reluctant to leave hell in the first place? Yeah. Zari doesn't, it's just like, and when we see Zari, I mean, Zari's getting a little more, but not a lot. And I'm just like, you are so stupidly using your characters in the in just ways that are very like these plots have potential to be really interesting, and they're not, because I guess you don't want them to be. It's not gonna get any better because I feel like Sarah's gonna be the president of the sorority next episode, so it's just gonna be part of this. Late. Like I just like I'm just like it is it, it's so much more apparent now because they're 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 sort of like and I mean I'm not I don't even want to give them credit for this because they're so depressing like they're so depressingly like reluctant like they're treating Maisie and Tala's mains in a vein that's like yes you were my fifth and only choice but like not funny um yeah. 
And so their weird reflexive need to make Sarah the focus point again so goddamn frustrating in that light because it's like okay well, no, we've got rid of everyone and they're like okay so what if we pay attention to sarah instead and it's like fuck you um and this is not ava's fault and this is not sarah's fault but oh. also ava getting such central plating when both tala and macy have been on the show for much longer yeah uh, yeah oops not, no, not a great look yeah like she got she got bumped up like pretty quickly in a way around like hmm and like i understand that people who are fans of sarah and that relationship like what are the majority watchers of the show probably but i'm also like but i think they would still like the show if you gave Maisie and tala like five more fucking minutes I bet you if I sat down and did the math of how much screen time Sarah got in the last episode of 42 minutes, it would be way more than the others. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's just profoundly fucking It's like one thing like for Dawn to have speed because Dawn is the whole reason why we got to go get Ash's mom back in the first place. But again, it still becomes the, the white people show. And all of the actors yeah. of color get shafted. No white people on Legends. Society has progressed past the need for white people on Legends. Or anywhere. So, uh, that's true. So, Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for being our friend. We will go now. Sorry. Right. Like, it just, it's so, 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 like, I just, like, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of seeing it. I'm tired of, I, I'm just, I'm tired of it happening. Because it's, like, so consistent in a way where it's, like, they don't even a little bit learn. And it's, like, when they try something else, when I think they're going to do a little bit better, they find some they other... They don't. They don't. They, find, they just find another way to fuck up. And I'm, like, dude. And, like, it's one of those things where, like, it doesn't... I think we're venting it because that's sort of what this podcast is about. And, again, because I feel like people are not as critical of this show as they should be. But on it the other be. hand, when we talk about something like yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and we're like, wow, Legends is such a great show. I've never said that. Or when I was watching I've season one of The Flash. And I'm like, I, when I was watching season one of The Flash, like even those last few minutes, and I was like, wow, Legends of Tomorrow is the greatest show of all time. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, there are, there are, it's like a thing where it's like, I, critical thinking in fandom as of late has gotten pretty fucking rotten. So let me just say, you can like things a lot, you can even admit that like these the, you should you can still watch the show you can still enjoy it and it doesn't necessarily need to be dissected to death every single second that you are watching it however at some point it's gonna have to come up it, it, it just it can't not it's a part of the show same as the good stuff and you have to also kind of talk about how the good stuff can sometimes obscure discussions of the bad stuff because people have a very lateral approach to progress where they're like well this character this show has like gay and bi characters so it's super progressive and it's like well it doesn't work that way it's really good at this one thing but like if you built a set of stairs that only had like one stair at the bottom one in the middle and one at the top and there's just this big fucking empty space between all the stairs you wouldn't be able to climb them so it doesn't really matter if you built the top step if no one can fucking get to it like who gives a fuck like that's Weird that's metaphor. A really, that's a really, no, I, I that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, uh, like it makes sense visually for me, my so I'm glad. But like that is kind of the vibe where I'm like, it doesn't like they can they can do good here, but it's not 
it's not like a it's not like you get this one thing and then that means you automatically like come good at everything else it's it's the staircase thing it's also like leveling up your stats if you have 11 intelligence and like two strength might be really smart but also if somebody breathes on you hard your bones are going to turn to like fucking dust you are arthur darville you are arthur darville (laughs) Um, um, it's interesting though you mentioned the just real quick because otherwise I'm gonna forget. I the reason why my computer made noise is I went to go look up their credits. My Z and Tall are literally second and third build. Like, it's Katie, then it's my Z, Maisie, and then it's Tala. So like, what the heck, y'all? What do you guys do? First of all, you know what? Actually, Chef's kiss to that. Thank you. I'm gonna say, you know, um, I think I think it's very. I will give Legends credit in that, like, when I'm watching the episode and when we talk afterwards, we're always like, this is fucking, this is buck wild, y'all. And, like, I enjoy, you know, I don't just, I like Avalance. I thought that they were very cute this episode. I thought they were very genuine. Um, It's not their fault that this disability, like, also, you have to be able to separate character from the way that they're written and from the actor. Like, mm. Right. Like you have to learn how to split this stuff up or you're going to go crazy. Um, you also kind of have to, like you said, like you have to separate your enjoyment of a character from their place in the narrative sometimes where it's like, I can really like this. I can even really like the ship, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to be totally fine with how they're sort of hyped to the exclusion of all else, especially when there's like an actual real life sapphic black woman playing one of the characters on the show. Right. Absolutely. I, just, I don't want to talk. I'm not going to talk about how I'm not going to talk about how everybody wants to talk about white actresses that aren't gay and are never going to be gay and won't make out with you instead of giving Maisie the time of fucking day. I'm not going to talk about it because we don't have kind of time tonight. Billy Joel dog. Billy Joel dog. Okay. So Joel dog. You want to do a transition hard? Um. Yeah. Okay. So a couple <laughs> things. It was very very upsetting that the dog looked exactly like the Billy Joel dog. Yeah, was, that was the worst. That was the worst. That was the worst. Also, that was I know. I know the thing about and here's and here's how Legends has completely desensitized me. I don't really care about Gary. It's like I do kind of want to say it's like you guys, your acceptance of things has to be sort of um. You can't only accept things for people you think are deserving because otherwise we get to well I'm okay if I use benefit but i don't want those people using it and that can apply to a lot of things it's like um we're like like legends can't be like we take mental health seriously but then also be like isn't it funny that gary who we treat wildly inconsistent levels of characterization and like don't take very seriously has an emotional support animal isn't that so funny and wacky like you (laughs) it's like either you you know you don't think anyone should have them and they think you think they're stupid and you aren't or you're like well it's okay for us to make fun of them if the wrong people have them it's like oh well i will say at least gary does get like a different therapy animal at the end who is probably uh, my friend jay my friend jay is like that that rabbit has to be bonicula yeah Fucking adorable. Well, so, I mean, I did appreciate Nate being like, he has a letter because be list, that's literally all you need. You need a letter from your doctor and that's the end of it. So I appreciated that. Yeah. I didn't like Ava being like, we don't have therapists. Well, yeah, that's the, that's the problem for all of you as characters. Yeah. Ava, who's more well-adjusted than I am? <laughs> you get mad at people even, it's for the word clone. So clearly you're struggling still. Yeah. 
like it was definitely oh, one of those things where they tried they they failed because they don't actually do disability well on the show or any of these shows oh it's like if i made a joke about like as someone with like severe anxiety um yeah. and depression who actually does like only rely in some part on the company of my animals make a joke about emotional support animals i would have the decency to not be really shitty about any and all other disabilities completely invalidate my ability to make that joke i had the capacity to make disability ableist disability jokes i simply would not do it rest in peace the legends but i'm different i mean literally jefferson jackson voice if a demon dog asked me to do something i would simply say no (laughs) idiot like seriously oh no i'm the only one allowed to make a joke about this me and three other people and i will be watching we should (laughs) as we gear up to end we should though discuss Stuff we did like because there were some things that we did like. There's just hard we did like. Also, that billing is buck fucking wild because Olivia, like, where has Olivia been if she's if she's fourth billed? I don't understand how it works because again, I'm not an expert in in TV contracts even after spending seven years learning about TV. But I think from my understanding, it just has to do with like the way that like the guest series regulars work. Like, who knows if she'll be here for the next season? Um, it also makes sense because we don't see Dominic that often. So, I mean, as far as like timing wise goes, I'm television. If you see me in public, please don't talk to me. Yeah. Which, one of the things that I really enjoy and running real quickly, I think yeah, part of what makes about, legends. Let's talk about things hard. we did like. To make um, legends so hard is that like we don't actually expect it necessarily to be like buck wild amazing. We just wanted to like not be bar minimum awful. <laughs> like when it does I dumb things. Don't, don't be ableist. It's so simple. It's so easy. It's not that hard. What if people are disabled? Like, what if people are disabled that we, like, we know from statistical analysis and data? So the fact that none of these writers, do they, does no one have a disabled family member? I don't understand. Anyways, starting again to things we liked. Nick and Lita are so wholesome. I really love where that plotline is going. I really appreciate him just being like, you know what? No one in this ship has a good parent. I'm going to be the best parent. Thanks, Daddy. Um... I could not get enough of, first of all, Nate being like, Nick being like, I mean, I guess Nate technically has a PhD. And Nate being like, did someone order a stepdad? <laughs> has Nate ever taught? Question mark. Do we know? Canonically? I, I have no idea. I mean, maybe, maybe. I don't think so. I mean, his dad made some joke about him being in an online teaching, like online universities, but that could have just been Hank being an asshole. That's fair. Which was known to happen. Um. Oh my god. There was so Steel Wave. This episode was really at the peak of homosexuality. There was so much. There's so much to discuss. You have the fact that. The fact that Nate specifically was like to make like go be a peach where I'm like, that's something you say to someone you're married to. What's yeah. the vibe? No, what's the vibe? I feel like the problem is is that all married to each other, but none of them know it. That's very true. Like, like here's my thing. I have friends who are very high. This makes it sound like it's like a hierarchical thing. I just mean this in the way that like they're very well connected and known in the Philly polyamorous community. And honestly, the show just really reminds me of any time my friends tell me about all of their uh, partners and situations that they get into, especially when it comes to their kids. Like it very much felt like 
need you to go teach my child history and I'm just gonna make these. Which by the way, make wearing his gloves and making the the it's on a log. I understand why he wears the gloves, but it just really cracked me up because like now he has to go clean his gloves. And I know it's not important to the story at all, but it is something that totally just made me crack up while watching. Because I'm like, your gloves are not covered in peanut butter. Adorable. <laughs> like, and then Gary trying to pretend like he has any understanding of how to be a parent because he's had a dog for 0.5 seconds. Anyways. I mean, where great. would we be if Gary wasn't stupid? We need him to do that. I understand. I will say though, uh, Gary, Gary, good grief. Um, Adam in an interview did mention something about his crush on Constantine. Like, who knows where that's going? Where because... he said, well, he actually, yeah, no, I remember Adam said something really smart, which was like, listen, Gary wants something from this, but John obviously isn't that kind of person. And I don't think that's good for Gary. <laughs> I was like, no, I love Adam. I just, Gary reminds me of too many kind of nerd dudes that I've interacted with. Some of them are back. So. No. And like, they just let Adam, like, all of Adam's mannerisms and non-show stuff, if you just let him do that, if you just let him be that person instead, I would probably, maybe not my favorite character, would he be up there? I mean, because that aspect of- is so delightful. I'm just thinking about fucking. We were talking about Steel Wave being just the absolute gayest this episode. Hmm? I mean, just Nate showing up and being like, yes, I'm here. I mean, and people keep being like, her uncle Nate. And I'm like, that's her stepfather. Yeah, no, shut up. She called him slut dad. Did, and you will refer why did to him. Nick call Ray haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like people need to be more attuned to the homosexuality occurring in other places. I'm like, that is clearly Nate like, oh, you want me to help raise your daughter? Well, I'm flattered, especially because as a friend of mine points out, Allie is kind of just like if Nate was a cis woman. A bully. I mean, not that Allie, uh, um, not that Allie's like a- Not Lena. Why do I not call it? Oh, Allie, yeah, I was going to say it was a no, but yeah. Because she's just an Italian-American woman. Well, she's Canadian, but still, the aesthetic is there. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I double I just, hate, because we discussed, and like, hey, fuck you guys, it's way too close. I don't like that. There were a lot of things in this episode that were way too close, and the dog being a Billy Dole dog. Billy Dole dog, because again, it's not even like, they, they had the dog do a New York, like a really bad one, but still, a New York accent inexplicably for like five seconds, like just to Maybe haunt. they just like the movie without us. Maybe maybe they just like the movie of their own they, I mean, I, I mean, it, it's sort of the branching, it's sort of the movie that's like the, the word I'm looking for, the missing link between the dark ages of the 70s and 80s of Disney animation and like the, the Renaissance era, but like... Uh, it's not like that well known. It's it would be a little weird, I guess. I don't fucking know. Um, but like, it's too much. It's really too much. And actually, because I want to, on that note, semi like, because like one of my big things is like monster and creature design. Her hellhound design wasn't bad, but it was generic. Where it was like, there's nothing about it that was like horrible, but there was also really nothing about it where I was like, wow, this is a really standout, unique way to do. Like, Hellhound. 
where it's just like, okay, this just looks like the generic dog enemy in like Resident Evil, like whatever. I actually got it from there. Um, uh, I will say, I think the loom weaving scene, even though the animation for the loom was painful to look at and I hated it. Bad. I hated every second of it. Every single moment I had to look at it. Yeah. Awful. Um, Maisie was absolutely beautiful and I thought it was so I mean it's very interesting to me that they seem to be setting up that Charlie is either going to need two substitution fates or that Zari, Astra and Sarah are going to have to join together to save Charlie as fates yeah one or the other and I mean I, those are our two outcomes with... logically but like <laughs> that's probably my first mistake yeah Let's assume those are our two options. Well, and we know that at one point Astra goes back to, to well, maybe she doesn't go back, but she's in a scene with the other sisters. Yeah, so, exactly. So kind of also, Jesus was training me to use the loom, and nobody fucking addresses that. That oh. seems like kind of a big deal. Yeah, that seems like <laughs> something they might have wanted so. to. Maybe, I mean. Maybe she didn't. I mean, it's a thing where it's like the most she could have done is had everyone go, "Wait, what?" After going, "I'm not telling you guys." That would have been in character. I also don't trust her either. So Charlie's face was really funny because Charlie's like, okay, so what do you want me to do about that? I also think, I mean, Astra being a brat was fucking delicious. Like, I cannot stress enough that Olivia was absolutely genius this episode. And when she was like, oh, you think you have John wrapped around your finger, but you don't. And sort of the unsaid implication is like, but I do. I was like, mwah, chef's kiss. Delightful. Ten more of these. Honestly, everything about Zari and Astra was so good, though. Like, right. That's... Okay. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about that. Where I'm like, finally, some good fucking food. Delicious. I just think <laughs> I, just... I so good. every time like a pretty girl archetype is actually very cunning and manipulative, I fucking vibrate out of my skin. I love it. So also, that's something that Zari 1.0 was as well. They're just like this for different reasons. Where I'm like, yeah, no, Zari is. I mean, she's a, if she, if we were an archetype, she'd be a bard. I mean, everyone would. Here's Legend's problem is they're all bards. We're all bards. And we have <laughs> they're all bards. Else. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. Consider though, Sarah is a fighter. Okay, so that's one. And I guess Ava is like a cleric. I guess Gideon yeah, is a cleric. Yeah, so we have a fighter, a cleric, and a bard. And like 18 bards. So people are... like, okay, and everyone else is a fucking bard. <laughs> oh, God. I don't, I don't know all of the terms. Would it make me like a rogue? No, Nate is 100% a bard. Trust me. I guess it would be a rogue. I mean, Sarah and Mick. No, oh my god, you out of your fucking mind. Nate is the most barred fucking. We're talking. We're talking about Mick and Sarah. We're talking about other people. Oh, I thought you said Nate. I was like, wait, guys, what the no, fuck? Nate, Nate legally is a bard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Amaya oh. was like a ranger or a druid. Yeah. Yeah, Amaya being a druid is actually like quite literally, yeah. Hey, did you know if you count the number of times Nate has been put under some kind of mental influence this season, the number that you get is the level of Less health he's going to when he dies. Why? Why do we keep hypnotizing Nate? I don't want to see this. I don't want to be near it. I don't want to be touched by it. I want to hear it. 
They won't respond to it. I mean, essentially. I am just not prepared for Shotgun Nate. I mean, it's going to be hilarious. And, and Zari and Astra and Charlie are going to be also hilarious in response to Shotgun Nate. But I just, this episode is literally going to floor me because that, it's well, just me. Shotgun Nate a hate crime. Yes. Is the fact that we were doing a Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series watch and it was literally just that guy going, I hope the backwards baseball cap never goes out of style. And then Nate is literally wearing the exact same backwards baseball cap. <laughs> what do I make of that? Oh, man. I hate it. I'm tired. But I love Zara being like, Asha totally just tried to manipulate me. It didn't work. I love the person who sent me the thing that was like, maybe if Charlie had been looking at the loom and not at Zari's boobs, it wouldn't have exploded. (laughs) And I was like, but listen, but listen, world hard and cold, titty soft and warm. And Ava was like, Naruto. "Mm, Right. Speaking of, we're getting Inu, we're getting into Yasha. How do we feel about this? You're gonna bring that up? No, 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 I guess not. Fine, fine, fine. Next time, I just want to say my piece. People who are not expecting the worst, most problematic outcomes of every single fucking ship are out of their fucking minds. You all know what's coming. Are we talking about legends or Inu Yasha? (laughs) Okay, both, both. That also actually it works. It works pretty well. Like people, everyone on my timeline was like, "So, like, no." And also, no, you someone know it right happened. You away. know, you know, this is a woman who's been making manga since like the eight. You know what happened? Oh my god! No, and it's oh, like, listen, listen. We just have to start preparing mentally for it. I think is like this is like we have to go through the stages like we just have to get to the point where we get to acceptance. We got to speed run the stages of grief here, no, which is also no incidentally how I feel about Dirtbag Nate next episode. Oh my god! I gotta, I gotta get to acceptance like real quick. We don't have much time. I hate left. it though because the sorority house looks like my sorority house. Maybe I, I, it literally I, looks like the inside of my home. I love the part of the clip for next week where Charlie flips her ponytail into Astro, where it seems like she's very much enjoying getting a preppy makeover. Where I'm like, good for you. Yeah, good for you, honey. Oh. Enjoy that. I'm I'm really really I was I was actually very surprised by Charlie and Astro bond. I'm sorry, and Astro bonding in like a very pleasant way because they were like, oh yeah, and- Charlie and Astro are gonna have an interesting situation. And I'm like, you're letting her bond with more than one woman. Yeah. Oh my god, it was really really fun. Um, because I mean, and this is the thing is like, I'm actually, even though we talked about, we, we've made some complaints, I think rightfully so about Sarah and what they've done with this plot line, but the episodes where the legends ladies are sort of the main team, all of them together are the A team are their best episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And so that seems to be what's going to happen. And it only happens once a season. And that seems like what's going to happen next week. So and I will say it's interesting because um, I completely lost my train of thought. It's okay. So, Take a second. Come back to me. <laughs> oh, duh. Okay. The, because, like, Astra's not really, like, a bad guy. Like, she did bad yeah. things, but, like, she's just, she wants her mom. Which, like, it's... Quasa 2.0, which is not... First of all, intangible fancy. We're lenient on murder. We've all been yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. But like but like it's interesting to see like whether or not she I mean she, she doesn't like any of them. She thinks they're all nerds. She hates being on the ship, which is fair because they are all nerds. Yeah, like, I cannot believe I'm stuck on this nerd ship. And Zari's like, listen, once you start sleeping with them, it's not so bad. And Astra's like, what? And Zari's like, what? 
But, oh my god when astro was like we'll just keep using each other until we get bored and i was like yeah i guess you will oh, wait, huh, the the water, like, i want to run that one by me again one more time no. oh did you not hear astro say that oh i just mean like in general it's like it's it's like listen this show sometimes bad and then it has two successful attractive women flirt aggressively with each other and one of them's like magically evil and you're just like never said that legends is my friend i've never said that so legends fucking is good like Astrosari is like my favorite dynamic of the season so far imagine uh, if the show had no men i <laughs> also i also personally loved nate charlie and zari this episode because i'm starting yeah. to realize that when you put the three of them together they're just kind of stupid in stare they're just yeah, they're different kinds of stupid it's very good because like zari isn't really supposed to be stupid but she oh. but she can be it's like she's like it's the, and it's fun because of that where it's like you're not stupid until you're and like same with charlie where it's like charlie and zari are both incredibly smart and then they hang out with nate and they're Wait. suddenly like it's like nate has like bimbofication waves like an aura and it's just I literally like, i mean i know i said that nate was hit was phil's long-term bimbofication fetish but like next week's episode seems like he's personally calling me out like bitch you hadn't seen anything yet yeah don't Hate ever it. fucking challenge me in my own home again well also and, and, and nate isn't gonna be acting it's just gonna be can like about you. we legally call this acting Whatever show he was in the first time it's literally that again that's all this is it's just him going back it's in time okay okay remember how we made jokes about how nick zano keeps fucking playing doctors what if nate in college is going like pretend nate's cover as he's going he's fucking pre-med uh-oh oh god i just want to put that idea out in the universe so if it happens i can just start fucking screaming and never stop well at least it's orientation because it seems like it's like Greek shenanigans in the first week of school so maybe he hasn't decided yet what he wants to be question mark fingers crossed baby also the fact we have to watch beer pong makes me really mad I don't want to watch beer pong in my life ever again <laughs> I'm like no yeah. I've got enough of that have we all not I mean here's the thing it's like and then and then I look at my legends like some of the people that follow me or that I'm mutuals with and I'm like oh no no. <laughs> can you vote if you can't oh. vote? <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, listen. Um, we did just have an extended serial killer bit at like the start of this. I know this is a bit late to be like, hey, content warning, but like, stop <laughs> it. You don't fucking. And I mean, I, I again, I'm a, being a big fat fucking hypocrite, but I got traumatized by reading like fucking crime novels at 11 i don't want the same thing to happen to you if you're 11 and listening to this hypothetically speaking if you're 11 and you're following any of us you need to go back you need to go do your fucking homework it's horrible i hate it and it's like listen i i shouldn't there's a part of my brain that is like intellectually like listen you're 11 on the internet and you knew people were in like their early 20s like not closely but like you knew they were also on the internet with you why are you shocked that that now there are still 11 year olds on the internet and i'm like yeah but hey no. shut up hey yeah. shut up it's, it's weird when they do it i don't i don't like this i was a cool child it was not a cool I child was... you know what i wasn't an 11 year old interacting i wasn't 20 years old interacting with 11 year old me we would actually have some pretty big questions if that was happening somehow. 
<laughs> I will say we know that uh, they get the chalice. I'm just like yeah, waiting for whatever up. chaos. Be immortal. There's no rules. Put your shirts back on. There's one There's rule. One rule. The episode of them being immortal. It's just, but whatever happens with with, it's gonna be with the, the no where she's just gonna keep fucking jumping off of shit, going no fall damage and breaking every bone in her body, and then being totally fine. I'm kind of hoping for the sometime this season we will be able to see Charlie actually go god mode. Yes. That would be awesome. Um. And again, I have the finale question mark. <laughs> leaving, who honestly knows? Okay, listen, I'll say this about the Legends cast, is that, and I do sort of still count Brandon and Courtney, because I think the cast counts them still. So, like, with everything that's been going on, um, I think you'll remember in 2018, the Legends cast all wore the um, Keep Families Together, like Nick Zano actually wore it on a shirt. Yeah. And then only three of them were asked back in 2019. Um... This is also in comparison, same year was that real, and listen, you have, I have no love lost between me and Supercore Shippers. However, that was that same year where they did like some dumbass fucking early 2000s, no homo shit about Supercore. And yeah, then they sang a song about them just being friends, and everyone seems to have magically forgotten that happened. But Which is like, and I mean, that's, the, that's not even the first time that something like that has happened. It's insane. War. Fuck. War never changes. War never changes. Like, seriously. Fuck. Anyway, um, um, I will say I give Brandon a lot of shit, but he has never once been like an all lives matter kind of person, which you come to you because sometimes he does retweet Chris Evans where I'm like, so what's the story, Brandon? Yeah. What's the tea? Yeah. Let me just be because he likes Chris Evans. Unfortunately, yeah. there's a lot of people on the internet who do, and I'm like, you should stop that. But that's a discussion for another day. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just too used to what people from Massachusetts are like. Yeah. Again, <laughs> you what, I, that. what I'm trying to say is that we don't know really. I'm not going to pretend I know who is and isn't going to be back next season. Because yeah. that, could, that could completely change from what it was supposed to be based on what's happening now. Exactly. So. That's it just depends like, on whether they decide to even film. Some actors are like, haha, nope. Or if they'd say, well, we I don't Nick has, Nick has small kids. Nick has very tiny kids. And his daughter, I know, was either like premature or his wife had a super rough pregnancy yeah. where like he has to be where he's like super, super careful with her and like reasonably so. Yeah. And I don't even think Dominic's in our country right now. So <laughs> where the fuck is Dominic Purcell, the, the movie musical? I don't know if he's back in Australia or not. Uh, maybe Dominic Purcell doesn't exist and I just keep maybe maybe I maybe I just imagined him maybe I'm being punished by God Dominic Purcell is a collective hallucination I think I think it starts to be about our collective brains we wish we wish Dominic Purcell to be on accident we we have to like start unfucking wishing please stop praying for my grandpa He broke out of the hospital. He's too powerful. The cops can't stop him. Is there anything else that we missed that we liked from the episode? Because I oh, feel like yeah. it really I, was. I loved, um, I just love the little Nazarly scenes. I think that that could be a really strong poly ship. And I think that legends should do it and not be cowards. Being huge mood, it would solve all of our problems. Literally all of them. 
<laughs> Every that issue happened, that we've had. That happened, including the ableism that is unrelated. Completely <laughs> solved. <Water laughs> under the bridge. Maybe, maybe just the romantic problems that we have. But like literally, sorry convergence, both versions of Zari's personalities, everything just functions, it's great. And then everyone's happy, Behrad is back, we live our best lives. And then it's oh, over. We just all go Everybody jump in and claim on the fucking credits. Like, fuck it. Literally, Eve is the is the week of no, I lied. Eve is the week before the last episode this season. So, like, all I want in life, make it happen. Yeah, no, you've earned that. <laughs> you absolutely I mean, we, fucking earned that. The fact that they're like, so who did we put in the thong? Where I'm like, why is this a question that you're using to promote your fucking show? And we still have to deal with them in three different TV shows. We still have to deal with freaking Star Trek, um, whatever the Mr. Rogers Neighborhood spinoff or knockoff that they made, and 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 Friends. That all has to happen still. I don't think I can handle it. Do you think God stays in heaven? (laughs) He's created. Can we get Steve Buscemi? Oh my god. Maybe. I mean, maybe. <laughs> listen. Here's the fucking thing that was if they did, and they wouldn't have the fucking guts, but if they did a fucking Sopranos, like, first off, if you don't think that Nick Zana would not jump at the chance to like parody oh Tony Soprano, could absolutely get like Steve Buscemi to come back, I think, do like a Sopranos parody. <laughs> I'm so mad. Sopranos? I thought that was someone else. He's not like he's not Tony Soprano, but he's in the he's in the I almost in the movie. I thought he was in Boardwalk Empire. I thought that was him. Oh, he's in he's in he's in uh Sopranos too. Like I don't think he's a major character, but he's in it. Huh. Life comes at you fast. Life comes at you fast. Well, he's in a lot of you know he's actually in a lot of like crime dramas. Fargo too. Just kind of it's just kind of a thing that he's like in a lot of, and I'm not. Oh yeah, huh? I really no. He's really in a lot of those, huh? Um. Is there anything else we have to go? Like, is there anything we're missing? I feel like we covered it, question mark. Yeah, is there anything else we want to bring up? Anything we forgot? Oh, surveillance! Wrong! Why is the entire ship under recording? Oh, because Gideon gets off on it. I don't understand why there's no surprise to it. Yeah, Gideon, we've established, if you're in my room, you're definitely being filmed. Okay, great. (laughs) How much Always Sunny have you seen? Have you seen any Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Like three Okay. There's that episode. I don't know why they're trying to get this guy in trouble for espionage or something, but they are. So Mac essentially takes him to Dennis's room and he's like, so they show this footage in court and the guy goes, well, I didn't know I was being filmed. And Dennis goes, if you're in my room, you're definitely being filmed. And everyone is just like, yeah, yeah. Checks out. Mm -hmm. That's Gideon. Gideon um, and Dennis actually know. have a lot in common. Oh, no. I do appreciate yeah. I don't like where this is going. Oh, me either. I do appreciate being like, I don't hack, but someone inside me does. It's great. Can I talk to her? <laughs> no. No. No, never. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and- I also wanted to say, I actually... Legends actually did something that you don't usually expect from them. And this is with um, when Nate was like, hmm, the dog is telling me to kill all of you. 
which is that he didn't come off like remember when Barry was Bavatar and I was like this is really bad because men will just kill their wives without prompting especially yeah it, when it's a white guy um legends actually very interestingly even though Nate was like I think I should kill you guys he doesn't come across as super threatening he just comes across as kind of stupid <laughs> what else does Steve Reminded do it was like okay so for our viewers who haven't um maybe watched gravity falls there's a scene at some point where like a character who's very also kind of like goofy and fun gets turned into a zombie perfect man yes and like he he's still like it was it gave me that kind of vibe but if anything it was like less scary Mm -hmm. like they were clearly not nate was still like himself like it was very much like it wasn't even like it wasn't even like ray was neuron yeah, it was like where that's a completely different. It was, it, it was so clearly like not no, even Neron supposed to be taken as a threat. Neron was always yeah. super threatening, and Neron was yeah. also Neron, always like, Neron, very yeah. in uncomfortable ways. Yeah, but not. I don't think not as like directly and badly as the Bavatar stuff was. Yep. Oh, it's been a while since I remember. Oh, boy. Well, that was but, um, actually Ray. It was still. It was Neron the whole time, and they never even were like yeah. one. Like, but what if it is actually Ray? They're just like, nope. This is yeah. the demon. So that's I think that. That sort of made the big difference, I think, is that it was very clearly like not Ray. But um they they were very much like this is so clearly like nothing about the way it's done is implying or hinting at making you think it's gonna last more than two seconds. I mean the turnaround on it is so fast, it gives me fucking whiplash. Kinda hot. Okay, fine, fine, fine. What? I'll go to hell. Oh, did you not hear what I said? No, I didn't. I'm sorry. Oh, I said it was kind of hot. And then I just got dead silent. So I assumed that you guys had both just blocked me. Oh, we didn't hear you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I guess. But, like, I, I couldn't. It wasn't even, like, it wasn't even, like, I, I listen, you're, that's fine. And I love you. And it's not like I haven't, like, I also, like, it's not that. I was just, like, it was so goofy. I couldn't even. It felt like a fucking Austin Powers bit. Like, it, it I, I don't. Or, like, something from fucking Scary Movie. Like, it wasn't even, like, remotely, like, it Zari was would have so been more fucking... funny yeah. to be, like, it's telling me to kill you. Because Zari has reason to be annoyed with everybody on that ship, except for, like, Ellie. So. Well, that's, like, that's, I think that was what kind of kept it from being threatening or, like, weird or, like, unset was, like, because it's, like, it's fucking Nate. Nate gets along with everybody and he has no reason to be upset at these people. Yeah, so it's it's like honestly, kudos to them for creating a male character where like he can literally threaten to kill two women he's in, like directly next to, and I'm not like I feel literally, threatened. Like, ah, being Inho is being non-threatening. Yeah, he is so profoundly non-threatening of him. And actually, last thing on my part, I really appreciated the way that like he made Lita like very comfortable by being like, you can call me this, you can call me Steel. Uh-huh, yeah. super I'm not like other professors. I'm a cool mom. Like, shut up. Yeah. Who's that said I could stay up past nine? <laughs> <laughs> Your bedtime is never. I was, I was led onto a random ship that appeared out of nowhere. My father, I haven't seen in X number of years. Yeah. It was nice. I should have built that up. Just you, you guys didn't want to build that up just like a little bit more? Like, oh, dang, my daughter doesn't want to spend time with me. Time to show her the ship. 
Yes. But it also just seems like one of those things where, like, I don't know if Mick was even thinking, because, like, Mick can be a little absent-minded sometimes, just because of how he thinks. Yeah. Where I'm like, I I did not love that this episode was like, hey, remember that Mick is an idiot? Because I'm like, he's not stupid. He's just not a historian. Wait, okay, last thing. This is the thing. When Lita is in the thing, in the in the treasure room, they have a treasure room? <laughs> and, <laughs> and um, she's like, we could go to the New York Stock Exchange. We could do this. We could do that. And I'm like, that's exactly what Len said to Mick at the beginning of season one. Yes. Where I'm like, oh, you're just like your father. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Her other father. <laughs> Halloween episode or is moment. There a Halsey, is there a Halsey song about this? Hold it's on. My friend is sending me incredibly cursed photos of Nick Zano, and I want you all to see this one because it's extremely cursed. Okay, I'm ready. I don't think you are. I mean, I've been following Nick since day one, though, so I've seen I've seen some things in my life. Yeah, but these aren't photos of himself that he posted. These are just. Oh God. <laughs> Every time someone makes fun of Channing Tatum, I'm like, hey, did you know he and Nick are best friends? Did you know he's Nick Zano's child's godfather? Is he really? Channing Tatum. I'm almost positive. Actually kind of lovely. Good for them. Channing Tatum is great, last I checked. Channing, please don't be a bad person, question mark. (laughs) Yeah, please, please God. You can never know with rich people. You don't trust anyone, honestly. Trust it's nobody, true. not even yourself. Um. Okay, next week, uh, Nate is like, I'm going to be extra thoughty. And so Mick, even though he was going to take his daughter on tour of a college campus, is like, I have to leave the uh, mortal plane. Not your vicinity. Yeah. <laughs> See you in 30 years. Good luck out there, kid. Wait, you're just going to leave me with them? You can figure it out. Be an exciting time. Okay. Well, I think I mean, yeah, I think we I think we've got our normal hour and a half down. We actually I think got to everything that we wanted to do, shockingly enough. Oh, wow. Yeah, we because yeah, because the hair actually writes stuff down in the chat for us. <laughs> yeah, I you, do. Yeah, thank it helps it helps a lot actually. <laughs> Thank God. Listen, I have Ramadan brain, and earlier today I recorded an episode of That's Wrong where I waxed poetic about ice cream. The episode was about Ramadan. It was, I'm fasting. I should not be talking about ice cream at length. So, you know, we made it work. I mean, honestly, also, they're doing a, Hulu is doing a series about Catherine the Great that, um, I'm stressful. That uh, Sacha is going to be in, and I'm only going to watch Sacha's scenes. But every time someone mentions a Catherine the Great, I just am literally like, Orpheus, I've taken the form of Catherine Catherine the the Great's horse to show you the importance of biting off more than you can chew. Every time. Literally like fucking clockwork. Yeah, it's just... Is there something wrong with us? Yeah. I don't even know oh, why. Oh God, I absolutely. No, it's terrible. I mean, I can't this is just this is just I mean, I think we're kind of doing a Yu-Gi-Oh! the Abridge series rewatch at some point. I ah, maybe tomorrow. Um 
Okay. Well, okay. tomorrow be I have to bring my parents a cake. And All right. Yeah. We gotta do stuff. But other than that, I will. Keep listening, everyone. Yeah, yeah listen. This is uh, great. Listen, you can listen, listen to us making fucking plans for tomorrow. We are all. I I feel so weird showing this to someone who didn't already see it in 2006. It's like if you watch it with somebody who also watched it like back then, you're like both like okay, listen, we know parts of this are bad, but like whatever, they're foundational to our sense of humor and like our way of comedy. But like I can't. Showing it, like, I just... <laughs> I mean, just I'm up for anything after... I'm up for anything after Ramadan. Sign me up. Let's do it. Oh, I... I listen, I would love to have you, but you also have to promise not to be... <laughs> to promise not we to be like, wow, this is... There are a couple episodes we have to skip for being, like, just too, just too, like, okay, no, this was not okay. And in retrospect... Yeah, no, there's episodes I always skip in my rewatch where I'm just like, oh, no, I feel uncomfortable even, like, this isn't even, like, haha, it was different back then. It's haha, this was really bad back then, and it's still really bad. Oh, Jesus. This was a mistake. The only good thing, there's, like, three, there's, like, okay, there's, like... Three good jokes that came out of Borat. One of them is that 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 me that song that um yeah the Revenant song where he goes my Revenant wife. musical the the fucking and who said that <laughs> me my wife that she's gonna leave <laughs> and that one where somebody was like um oh my god what was the what was the fucking tweet I sent you where somebody some they were like somebody did karaoke except he changed all the Oh my it's god. My it's my life to it's my yes, life. Yes. Yes. Where I'm like, okay, that's it. That's the only cultural impact of Borat. Nothing else happened in Borat. Where I'm like, okay. you know what? I, I, we're, like, we're dragging this on because we don't want to admit it, but we are all fucking terrified of Shotgun Nate. We are fucking. Oh, yeah. I am shaking. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. I don't like I it. This is worse than. Everybody, everybody in fucking Twister has to fucking turn, lock down their houses when Bill Tyson comes in and turns on the charm. That's where we're at. We're gonna oh, die. We're gonna fucking die here. This is bad. This is bad. I'll spend the entire time talking about Greek life. It'll be okay. Make it work. Okay, we can do it. We can do this. I am and actually not- genuinely super excited to hear about that, by the way, because like I don't know if I don't make this completely obvious from like my mannerisms and my lived experiences and my behavior and personality and everything about me, but like obviously I was not like cut out for a sorority. That's fine. <laughs> I am super excited because it's just something I have no context for. So I'm like, oh, cool. This is a new thing for me to learn about. I toyed with it the winter of my sophomore year because I was kind of like, I'm really feeling like I have a belonging anywhere. But then I joined Comic Book League in the fall of my junior year. And uh, the rest is unfortunate, unfortunate history. Yeah. Well, it's like because I had Comic Book League my freshman year. And then I just kept all my friends from that throughout college where I was like, this is fine. Yeah. Well, um, I promise to talk about it at length next week okay now we should say goodbye because you two have to go yeah i gotta i gotta go to bed ari does okay you should go to sleep too let's not think you should not wait a minute okay good night i love you both (laughs) Bye. bye